Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your April 22nd, uh, Wednesday edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Player profiles continue in this episode. Uh, we'll be breaking down the season of Robert Haig, uh, of course, Flyers defenseman, uh, really having a good second half to the season once he was paired with Justin Brum. We'll get to that uh, coming up in a few moments. If you missed any of the other player profile episodes, including uh, Shane Gostasperis, which we did on Monday, Chris Terrian joined and uh, talked about Shane Gostasperis' season and how maybe this reset or this pause could actually help a guy that's in the situation of Shane Gostasperis. Been fighting some injuries all season long, but uh, you can check out that episode for Monday and, of course, any of the other ones that we have done in the uh, past couple of weeks, including Sean Couturier, who joined the podcast. Uh, we had uh, Joel Farabee, also Matt Niskanen, Travis Sanheim, James Van Riemsdyk, Scott Lawton has joined as well, and uh, Michelle Terrian from the coaching staff, Mike Yo. Ian LaPerriere, and uh, either later this week or next week, hoping to have uh, head coach Elaine Vino join the podcast as well. And I know him and his coaching staff are staying in contact in anticipation of a possible resumption of the season. And it seems like uh, around league circles that there's a lot of optimism in that direction. I saw uh, Brendan Shanahan, who's the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs, speaking out that he's optimistic uh, that the uh, league will be able to come back in some shape or form at some point. Uh, we don't know when that is yet. Uh, nobody knows, um, and it's going to be predicted, obviously, by the science. But uh, Brendan Shanahan speaking out of that, several players, including uh, Nick Suzuki speaking out, saying we're all expecting to go back and play, so we're trying to stay in shape. And that's been the message with many of the Flyer players I just alluded to uh, that I've talked to uh, right here on Flyers Daily. Uh, everybody trying to do the best they can to stay in shape should they uh, be able to come back and play, have some sort of training camp, which was we've heard anywhere between 10 days and, and three weeks. James Reimer, goaltender for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, has even said um, they, they would like to get in some preseason games. I don't think that's a possibility. Everything's on the table now until you have a timeline. Uh, but uh, it'll probably be pushed to a point where I don't believe that they will have the opportunity to get some sort of preseason games in. Uh, if they can fit any, if they can fit the regular season, that still is their preference to fit the regular, the remainder of the regular season in, and then uh, move into the playoffs. But we'll see if uh, they're able to do that. That's all going to be based on a timeline. If there, if there's a situation where it's the remainder of the regular season or an explan- expanded playoff field or a play-in situation. That'll be really interesting to see, if it's one or the other, what the league opts to do. I would imagine they would go and try and finish the regular season and then go to the expanded playoff uh, field as the next alternative there. And then if they go beyond the point where they can even do an expanded playoff, then you would just go with the 16 teams, probably based on points percentage. Uh, But Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet in Canada, Fried reported, that the neutral sites idea for the remainder of the regular season, this isn't for the playoffs, but the remainder of the regular season, looks like a no-go for regular season hockey. He said, instead, we're looking at one NHL city per division to resume the season, meaning the regular season. Teams from that division would all be brought to that location, and it sounds like the plan is to complete the regular season if possible. One idea was that uh, they've been bandied about, that a triple header per day at each location could get the remainder of the regular season done in three weeks. And the players have to agree to this in the NHLPA, and they certainly will be amenable to it because some of the uh, conversation you've heard from players in the league, and one of the reasons why they're pushing hard uh, to get the rest of the regular season in and a playoff and get the Stanley Cup awarded, not only for the teams that are in the playoffs that 
uh, want the opportunity to win the cup, but it's also to bring in league revenue. If the season were not to resume in any way, shape, or form, uh, the league would lose $1.2 billion. That would drive player escrow through the roof. It would put a hurting on the salary cap, and it wouldn't just drive player escrow up uh, for one year. It would probably drive it up for three years to keep the clause escalated to a flat number. So it's something the players that are looking at, and certainly they have financial incentive to do so. Now you say, well, what is the escrow system in the NHL? There's a projected amount of earnings that the NHL predicts based on uh, the, the past year's earnings. So if this year it was 81 and a half, if they met those earnings, players would get their money back in escrow. Um, if they didn't meet those earnings, then the, the amount of money percentage-wise would not get returned to them, and that would make up for the lack of revenue because they split hockey-related revenue 50-50. So if the players were to escalate it to $86 million next year, they'd have to escrow a certain amount of money. And if they reached $86 million, then boom, they get it back. If they get to $84 million, then they have that they don't get a portion of that back or all of that even back. Depends on how high they kick that escalator clause in. One other thing that uh, Elliot Friedman did say in regard, regards to those neutral sites is looking at the CDC and Canadian information, he said he could see places like Edmonton, Minnesota, and Raleigh being options if the league uh, and the respective governments were willing to do it. So again, all the teams from the Metro then will go to Raleigh and they would hold all the uh, the remainder of their regular season there in Raleigh. And then they'd do the playoffs uh, at probably uh, separate locations as well. We're not sure if they would go to places like Grand Forks, North Dakota, or New Hampshire, or Saskatoon, and what they would be. But that's that's the scenario to finish the regular season, to have one city for each division and do it that way. We'll see how it plays out. All right, let's get to the player profile of Robert Haig, the Flyers defenseman, uh, now in his fourth season in the NHL. Of course, he was drafted by the Flyers all the way back in 2013, 41th overall in the second round by the Flyers. Uh, he is now 25 years old, six foot two, 204 defenseman, has played in 202 now NHL games, 11 goals, 31 assists for 42 points, and uh, his plus minus, and he is a plus 16 for his career. Uh, Robert Hag this year, a plus 14, and really played great defense for the Flyers in the second half of the season, when the Flyers uh, brought Phil Myers up and showed chemistry with uh, Travis Sanheim, that pairing as your second pairing with Matt Niskanen and Ivan Proroff as your, your number one pairing, and then Myers and Sanheim as your number two, then Braun and Haig were put together and really performed well. They match well together, a veteran with a younger player, even though uh, Robert Haig has played 202 games, still a younger player, 25 years old in this league. And those two averaging, you know, Robert Haig's averaging 15 minutes and 36 seconds of ice time a night. It's not a seven or nine minute uh, third pairing defender, getting a lot of minutes, getting a lot of penalty kill. Uh, Justin Braun's a good penalty killer as well. So Haig having another good season. He's one of those guys that tends to be, uh, especially since Andrew McDonald left, is the, the pseudo whipping boy of the Flyers. Now, he doesn't carry the contract that uh, Andrew McDonald had. He's in the final year of his deal. He'll be an RFA after this season. Uh, he's getting paid $1.15 million. And, uh, again, this is his uh, final year of that contract, so he'll be a restricted free agent this offseason. And we'll see how Chuck Fletcher decides to handle uh, that negotiation moving forward, knowing that you do have uh, some other guys coming as well. Uh, also, uh, Shane Gostaspare is a guy that's a, kind of a seventh defenseman right now based on his season this year and also the injuries that he's dealt with. So the Flyers have this glutted defenseman, but also you have a guy like uh, Justin Braun who is on the final year of his deal. So 
Uh, presumably, the Flyers would let him walk, uh, side Robert Haig, and uh, see how they move forward and see how to move forward from there. But Robert Haig can have another good season for the Philadelphia Flyers. Good defensive depth on this team. And like I said, more guys coming from Cam York and uh, you have Mark Friedman, who uh, is playing with the Phantoms right now, doing a good job. Igor Zamula, another guy. Uh, so a lot of defensive depth for the Flyers and how they move forward with uh, some of these younger guys. And when you have, look, that's one of those positions in sports when you cannot have enough depth. And the Flyers have a lot of it right now. You can also use that depth that you have, though, as equity to get pieces that you need. Um, Robert Haig's not going to cost you a tremendous amount of money if that cap were to stay flat, like I was alluding to before, or even go down. Uh, so that's an advantage. Even though he is a restricted free agent, he's not going to command a high dollar uh, like Ivan Provorov did or even Travis Sanheim on that bridge deal that he signed. So uh, we'll see how the Flyers move forward with Robert Haig after this season. But uh, he's hoping to get back like everybody else for the Flyers and get a kick at the can here and try and get into the playoffs and uh, uh, do some damage for the Philadelphia Flyers sitting right now as the number two seed in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. Player profiles will continue coming up on Friday. We'll continue them with another uh, one of those uh, free agent acquisitions, Chuck Fletcher in the offseason. That was Tyler Pitlick. That'll be the player profile for Friday. Then next week, Jake Voracek, Phil Myers, and Claude Giroux. Then Brian Elliott, Ivan Proveroff, and Kevin Hayes as well. That's your Wednesday, the 22nd of April edition of Flyers Daily. Check us out. Uh, leave us uh, a rating and review. That helps other Flyer fans find us. And also make sure you subscribe as well. Thanks for listening, everybody, and stay healthy.